Muhammad Ali was gone from boxing for three years because he avoided the draft during the Vietnam War. The Supreme Court overturned his conviction, and he was allowed to fight again. Ali returned to the ring and defeated Jerry Quarry by stoppage because of a cut on Jerry Quarry's eye. Ali continued winning by defeating Oscar Bonavena by TKO in the last round. Joe Frazier beat Jimmy Ellis for the heavyweight title while people protested. They insisted that Ali was really the heavyweight champion. It's Ali Frazier, the heavyweight champion versus the people's champion. Smoke and Joe versus the greatest, Muhammad Ali. I'm Sam Logan, and you're listening to The Story Is, the Ali-Fraser rivalry. On this episode, I'm going to be joined by my father to help tell this story, Mike Logan. This episode is entitled, The Road to Manila. Well, here I am. Uh, the podcast has traveled over to Brentwood, and I'm sitting here with my dad, Mr. Mike Logan. How you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm sitting here with my son. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I appreciate you doing this. It's a lot of fun to uh, record with uh, people you know. Yes. And um, to introduce my father, he is, he is a award-winning pool salesman and pool designer. Oh. I'd rather be known as pool builder, pool, yes. pool designer, pool design, not award-winning okay. pool salesman. Well, yes. <laughs> I was trying to make, get all the all the titles in there. Okay, that's good. Designer, salesman, uh, constru- builder, constructor, designer, all those things. And all-around good guy. All-around good guy. Yes. Um, uh, two-time uh, uh, degree holder. You've got two college degrees. Two college degrees. And you're also a dad. Yes. So, and you're many, many, many qualifications here. And my reasons for having you here, aside from being a great dad, mm-hmm. is a huge boxing fan. Huge boxing fan. All my life. I started uh, being interested in boxing. I was in elementary uh, school age with Rocky Marciano. That's where I really started getting mm-hmm. interested in boxing, watching uh, black and white television Rocky Marciano fights. Mm-hmm. And I def- and I'm a fan. And I think part of the reason why I'm I'm a fan of boxing, I think, has got to be because of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think it's definitely part of that. And also, I grew up during the era of Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. and that definitely hooked me into being uh, entertaining it's boxing. Exciting, exciting time in boxing. And another exciting time of boxing is what this uh, series is focusing in on, and specifically, what we're looking at is the rivalry between Muhammad Ali. And Joe Frazier. And so I was having you here to kind of just go over some of the uh, aspects of the rivalry. So as you as somebody who, because you have the great advantage that I never had. Mm-hmm. You got to observe these things as they were happening and you didn't know the outcome. Mm-mm. I've never gotten to have that. So that's why it was great to have you as a primary source of these events. Um, or at least a secondary because I guess you weren't in the corner. No. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, but as an observer of those of those things, so what I wanted to ask you first was, as a boxing fan, what was the Ali Frazier rivalry like to observe over the years? Well, I tell you what, looking back, I really think that was the greatest rivalry in boxing ever. You can go back to John L. Sullivan. I think th- those three fights they had, 
uh, was the greatest rivalry that you could possibly have. Number one, it was a heavyweight division, which I really like because that seems to be the most exciting division. Mm-hmm. But they honestly, deep down, hated each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been reported that uh, Frazier said uh, in the locker room before the uh, I think it was before the second fight, prayed to God that he'd be able to kill Ali in the ring. Oh my and, word! And, and uh, witnesses say he was serious. He was praying that. That's how much he hated uh, Muhammad Ali. Frazier prayed, Lord, help me kill this guy, because he's not righteous. The build-up to this fight had become quite hostile. Ali had said one question about the fight, I've never been hit out, I've never been hit, or hit hard. I wonder what the excuses will be when I win. This will be no contest to prove I'm still the best. Frazier said, he calls me a dumb fighter, but no one has ever taken my title away. Ali said, after he hits me, I get mad. It is a star-filled event. Frank Sinatra got an assignment taking photographs for Life magazine so he could see the fight. Diana Ross was ejected from the press seats when she tried to sneak in for a better view. Burt Lancaster was ringside doing pre-fight interviews. Once the bell rang, the glamour and the glitz were gone. Two rounds in, Frazier is spitting blood. Joe Frazier continues to press the fight, smiling and talking while dodging Ali's punches. Midway through, Muhammad Ali shouted five words at Joe Frazier, and with each word swung at Frazier's head. Don't you know I'm God? Frazier responded, Well, God... You're going to get whooped tonight. I remember that first fight was, and, and looking back to and comparing it to the other two fights, both fighters were at their prime. This is the best they're ever going to be as far as skills. Ali's jab was never faster. Um, uh, Frazier's left hook and to the head and right right shot to the body. It was never as power, more powerful than that first fight. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the fights, uh, you know, now and compare them, you'll notice that uh, three years later when they had the second fight, they were, uh, the skills were a little bit diminished. And then you get to the thriller in Manila and they were a, a lot diminished. Mm. Uh, although that thriller in Manila, I really liked that fight. But what I remember that first fight, they were both at their prime. They both had the top skills. And both coming at each other with the best they got, and it was from round one to round fifteen. Mm-hmm. It was just terrific. And then also, what a way to culminate a, a fight! Uh, uh, Frazier knocks Ali down in the fifteenth round. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just what a way to cap it off. You know, mm-hmm. to you know to win the fight. And then in all three fights, I don't know if you knew this, but Ali never knocked Frazier down once. Frazier never went down once. That's right. And he took a beating. <laughs> yes. He got rocked a lot, you know, but he never went down once. By the 13th round, it is an even display of both fighters giving and taking blows, but they both obviously look exhausted as they lean on each other and punch. Frazier ends the round with another solid left that, that lands in Ollie's face. Ollie tries to answer back with a right, but misses badly. The 14th is pretty even, but both somehow summoning the strength to continue and to give and take punishment. In the 15th and final round, Ali again gets rocked by a left hook, and his head shakes, his legs give way, 
and he's down. He rolls over and gets up. Fraser continues to bring the fight to Ali with lefts and rights. Ali responds with clinching and grabbing of Fraser so he can keep himself on his feet. The right side of Ali's face is swelling. He tries to put a combination of punches together to counter, but his efforts fail. Joe lands another hard punch that causes Ali to clinch and grab Fraser. The bell rings, signaling the end of the round. Joe lifts his head out of Ali's defensive embrace and smiles. Fraser raises his hands in joy and confidence of a job well done. The crowd roars approval of an excellent fight. So I'm actually going to skip ahead there. So, so with Ali Frazier one, would you regard that as Ali's greatest fight? You know, I think I would. I really think I would, um, because he kept making adjustments to Joe Frazier. Ali, I think, if I remember right, he had a strategy. Joe Frazier was notorious for starting slow, hmm. and so Ali knew this, and he was going to come out and knock him out in the first second round. And he came out there and he gave it all he had. And he befuddled Frazier. I remember that. He was getting the best of Frazier. But Frazier, uh, to his credit, all his life in the ring, he was able to, uh, in the first two or three rounds, figure out his opponent, figure out what he was doing and how to, uh, how to counteract that. And so uh, Ali came out just throwing like crazy. He, one time he threw a 15-punch uh, flurry combo. 15 punches. Wow. And, uh, you know, Frazier had that unorthodox bob and weave. You never mm-hmm. knew where his head was going to go. Yep. So, uh, and that confused Ali, too. But he adjusted as well. He got to, to where he can kind of figure out what Frazier, where he's bobbing and weaving to. But I remember they were both, you know, cat and mouse game. But in the meantime, they were landing just tremendous blows. And, uh, you know, Ali, at the, at the first of that first fight, he tried to fight toe-in-toe with him for about uh, three or four rounds. Then he said, wait a minute, this you don't fight toe-to-toe with Joe Frazier. And so then he started to adjust that and try, and try to uh, you, know, uh, you know, go left, right, and dance around, jab, jab, hook, jab, hook, move around, moving target. He's, you know, he realized he couldn't just uh, punch it out with Joe Frazier. That's what I remember about the first fight. Mm-hmm. Despite his adjustments, despite his endurance, despite his determination to win when the fight was over the decision came from the judges winner by unanimous decision and still champion of the world Joe Frazier Ali said after his first fight with Joe Frazier I took a, I took a couple hard shots Frazier took a whooping next time it won't even be close Ali blamed the decision on politics. They picked their best boy to win. After the loss to Frazier, Ali goes on to obliterate everyone in his path. Until Ken Norton. Norton, like Joe Frazier, uses a devastating left hook to hurt Ali. Norton beat Ali around the ring late in the fight. It is is discovered after the fight that Norton broke Ali's jaw early in the fight. Ali's losses by decision, loses by decision. Ali's loss is not just, loses not just a fight, but a chance at a rematch with Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier also has a downturn in fortune. 
Ali trains and hopes to get another shot at Joe Frazier to win back his championship. But what took Joe Frazier 15 rounds to defend and keep against Ali, George Foreman took from him in two rounds. Foreman destroyed Frazier in two rounds and became the new champion. Ali fought Ken Norton again. It is a punishing close fight that Ali wins by split decision. Frazier, no longer champion, embarks on a singing tour. But of course, Ali and Frazier collide. Even though it is not for the heavyweight championship, they must fight again. This is for more than just a belt. This is for pride. This is Ali getting revenge for Frazier ruining his fairy tale ending. This is Frazier proving he's the better fighter and that he was given and that he was given the title by the judges. Ali says, I'm going to dance this time. And that's exactly what he does. He dances and shuffles and jabs and hooks. Frazier presses the fight. He pushes and pursues, but misses more often than connecting. FightCity.com described Ali's technique in the rematch. He also refused to engage in in as many spirited toe-to-toe exchanges. The second fight, it looked like a firefight. The second that a firefight might break out, Ali clinched or got on his bicycle, concentrating on lateral movement and using the entire ring. Ali circled and danced, landing quick jabs and one-twos, hugging Joe any time he threatened. It didn't make for a thrilling action, but it did allow Ali to establish a commanding lead on the scoreboards as he swept the first four rounds, even staggering Frazier in the second with a right hand. This pattern went for most of the fight, and Ali won by unanimous decision. On, on the Rumble in the Jungle, he got there about two weeks, I think, before the fight, and he got acclimated to the, to the climate. He started staying up you know, right times and staying awake during the, the time that the fight was going to take place. George Foreman comes in just a few days before the fight, and now he's got to get, uh, you know, acclimated up, up to the time, you know, jet lag and all this stuff. So Ali was pretty smart on that, you know, and uh, I think that played a factor in here too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and plus, um, I think George Foreman, uh, since he, he annihilated Joe Frazier, Right. Uh, he underestimated Ali. He yeah. said, look what I did to Frazier, and him and Ali, you know, were pretty close. Uh, I'm going to annihilate Ali, too. He, he really underestimated him. And he was a fool to fight in that temperature at 4 in the morning. Right. Crazy. And, and he was also the younger guy. Yeah. He was the bigger, bigger guy. guy. He had longer Stronger arms. Guy. you got to You got to think that... you got to think you've got all the advantages. Well, here's the other thing that I read about... Um, that Angelo Dundee, and I was reading, I was listening to uh, Norman Mailer's book about the Rumble in the Jungle, the fight. And Angelo Dundee, uh, no, actually, Angelo Dundee said in, I think, an article I was reading that he insists that he was trying to tighten the ropes, that even before the fight in the Rumble in the Jungle, he was going around tightening the ropes. But Norman Mailer, in Norman Mailer's book, Norman Mailer says he was going, you can see him going around there loosening the ropes. Loosening the ropes. Now, what do you think he was doing? Yeah, I think he was loosening the ropes for his rope-a-dope. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm finishing, you, you probably know this already, is that uh, Dundee was the one that came up with that phrase. 
because he thought it was a dumb strategy. You're leaning up against the ropes like a dope. Yeah. He's telling him to move around. Yeah. They were yelling at him to move around. He wasn't moving around. But well, well, his rope a dope against Joe Frazier didn't work. Right. You know. You know. Joe Frazier said later. He said, uh, "I learned a lesson from Rocky Marciano. If all I can hit is his arms, I'm going to hit his arms, and pretty soon he's going to drop them." Because that's what Marciano used to hit so hard, and guys would, you know, uh, cover up so hard you couldn't get his stomach, you couldn't get his face. He'd just punch him in the arms until they couldn't hold up anymore, and they didn't go for, go for the head. And so that's what Frazier did with Ali, too. And uh, Ali took a licking when he roped a dope against uh, Frazier. In fact, I think it was the second fight. He stopped doing it. He, he started dancing around and jumping around hmm. because he was getting these uh, kidney shots and shots in the ribs. Hmm. And, and it was just, uh, at one time he, he yelled out when he got hit on the left side, you could hear him uh, see his face too, yell out, ah, you know, with one shot that he got, you know, really? to, the, to, the, to the rib cage from Joe Frazier's left was just uh, deathly, deadly. Ali's victory over George Foreman set up the Ali Frazier's final fight. The thriller in Manila, the fight for the rivalry, the title, and possibly the fight of their lives. It has all led up to this. It feels as though it has been inevitable that these men would clash for a third time. A rivalry between two talented, tenacious, and stubborn men could not be contained by two fights. A third would occur in the Philippines, in Manila. That's next time. Until then, I'm Sam Logan. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.